But then when it came to week away, it was a natural progression for us to think, hey, we do so much else together. Why don't we all go on holidays together once a year? It was a really exciting, it felt very countercultural. It felt exciting. It felt a bit edgy and it felt a bit, I know it sounds funny now, but it felt a bit like, wow, church is reducing down all the time to an hour and people aren't even going on church camp anymore and we're going away for a whole week. That sounds fun. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shock Absorber podcast. Thank you for jumping on with us. Uh, we're excited to be back after a couple of weeks on hiatus, and I am joined by one of my regular co-hosts, Stuart Croshaw. Hello, Joel. It's good to be here. It's good to, <laughs> good for you to be here, too. Thank you for coming. Um, uh, we're going to do a bonus episode today because uh, it's just been a few weeks when we all went away as a church on what we call Week Away. So we thought it'd be great to talk about why we do Week Away and what's exciting about it. Uh, you had a uh, you were actually wearing one of the jumpers that we made for week away, yes. which is very cool because yes. we had um we had the Bishop of Wollongong. <laughs> yes, thank you for displaying it. A Bishop of Wollongong, he did uh, his talks that we had each day on uh, Luke mm-hmm. and about discipleship and following Jesus. So mm-hmm. that's why we had um where it says wherever you lead, I will follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we may as well start with a we always start with a cultural artifact or story. It's probably only going to be stories for a week away, although week away is a cultural artifact of soul revival. It is, a bit. yeah, it is. Um, but it's a representative of what we do. Uh, what's an enduring memory from week away? You've been, how many how many years have you been doing week away for? I'm not sure, 100, percent but I'd say around 25 wow. years, something like that. That is, well, there's obviously a lot of memories. What's what's one that sticks out for you? I remember the first time we said we were going to do week away. And that was a good memory. Uh, it was back in the 1990s when we were a youth ministry. And it was quite common back in the day for churches to go on a weekend camp. Although even back in the 90s, people were starting to say, oh, we're a bit busy to go away f- with the church for a weekend. And it wasn't uh, super easy for everyone to get there. And so already in the 90s, people were starting to say, uh, it's it's a bit hard to go on a church camp. But when we started thinking about our week away, we didn't think of it as a church camp, and I think that's what's made all the difference. So my memory is when we were first floating the idea of week away being a holiday together rather than being a church camp, and uh, people got quite captivated by that idea. And I remember the youth leader meeting when we said, let's have a week away together as a holiday, and everyone got excited about it. So it wasn't uh, like, oh, yeah, I suppose we should do a camp and it would be good if we all went and let's really advertise it and see if we can get everyone there. It was more like Lou and I, my wife and I, and a few of our friends saying, we're going on holidays, who wants to come? And uh, we had most of the youth leadership team and most of our Saturday night group solis who wanted to come, in my memory. And in the early days, there was a youth works campsite down at Jerringong, which is on the south coast of New South Wales. Uh, they've subsequently closed that site and it's now, I think, just a, a residential address now. But there was this really cool little beach house on the beach down at Jaroa on Seven Mile Beach. And so we went down there together and we thought if we go on holidays together and gather around God's Word on holidays still, it'd be really cool to get someone to come and speak. And so we got a speaker to come and do a talk, but just one a day. And then we'd break up and just have a chat about it and a pray and then we'd just spend the rest of the day hanging out, doing fun stuff. And yeah, we just had a holiday together, went surfing, just hung out on the beach and did stuff like that and it was really popular and ever since when we well even after the first one the other memory was 
we did it as a one-off and then everyone loved it so much we said let's do it again next year and we're still doing it so mm. yes uh i've been i was trying to figure out how many weekaways i'd been on and i think it ends up being like 12 yeah or wow. something which is like oh wow yeah but um uh with weekwave for me it was um we currently go to watersley which is a youth works site yeah uh, down on the south coast as well but we did used to do it at Morissette. So my yes. first ever week away was at... A it's on the north coast of... Or north of Sydney anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And um, one of my... My first ever week away was in 2004. And that's where I made a real commitment to become a Christian. Yeah, right. Which was through the talks okay. of Matt Remen, who, you know, he's been pivotal in Sorrel yeah. Bible Church. Yeah. We did the Bible studies after the talks with mm. him. And I was just like, yeah, this is mm. what I this is what I want to do. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a very pivotal moment i think in our church that maybe we don't realize sometimes yeah, that it's just yeah. to spend so much time together as a community yeah well i think it's quite unusual like yeah. i don't know of any other churches in sydney anyway that go away for a week together uh, a lot of churches still try church camps but i have heard also that some churches have given up on the idea of a church camp because people are so busy so they just do a day in at church and some churches do that but yeah we still see it as a holiday so mm. i think that different perspective makes it just somehow a bit different and we like we usually meet uh in the middle of the year too which mm. is a nice it's, I've, i see it as i said this on the uh, other podcast chip lunch podcast last week is that i see it as a bit of a circuit breaker for the rest of the year like mm. it's even good that you don't get great phone reception mm. so i leave my phone in my room yep. i'm not touching it and i spend a lot you know we're spending a lot of time in god's word but also with god's people yeah that that's what i don't know yeah it's like it feels like sometimes that's what we should be doing more of. And I don't think we, we sometimes do that. Yeah, so interesting. Take your time to pause and get into God's word. We should say a week away was just gone a couple of weeks ago. Do you have any reflections on this year's week away? It was really good this year because we have grown quite substantial and we've outgrown the sites that we're on actually. <laughs> so we we advertised that we were going on week away and just said to everyone, everyone's welcome. Yeah. Uh, we have six gatherings at Soul Revival and people from each gathering signed up to come along. Quite a few people took holidays to be there during the, because we start on a Friday and we go to Wednesday mm. and we just have a talk every morning and then we just hang out after, oh, we do a talk and Bible study every morning and then we just hang out for the rest of the time and uh, it was really popular. So it really stuck out to me this year that there was just lots of people from the different gatherings getting to know each other and enjoyed doing that yeah. and there were good day trips it's a nice part of the south coast and people went to berry and they went down the beach and went to kangaroo valley or they're all little places around where we were that were just nice little day trips and people hung around played board games people just read books people who were a bit more uh introverted and less extroverted just enjoyed going for walks and and just uh, having good afternoon naps and things like that yeah it was just really good we had a we had a big night we had a trivia night that was a lot of fun we had all the kids in with us and yeah it's just a really nice family feel yeah i mean i'm glad you brought up the extrovert and introvert thing because i would say that i'm an extrovert i get my energy from like spending heaps of time with lots of people yeah. and going high-fiving people as yeah. you walk past them and all yeah. that kind of thing but um my wife would probably describe herself as more of an introvert mm. And even I was saying to her, we actually went away afterwards with my mum and sister. And um, I was like, oh, I just want to be back at week away because <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hang out with more people. That's funny, Which is still bad. But um, that's sometimes a question we get asked too, yeah, isn't it? Is, about yeah. like, oh, what do you mean there's all this free time? Like, what do we do? And, yeah, and yeah. Wait, do we have to spend time with everyone all the time? Yeah, well, well, I think, I think it's... Um, 
it is interesting because when people first hear that 250 people go away with each other for a week, that's that surprises people. Um, quite a few people just go for the weekend. There's some people who go for day trips and people tend to just check it out first rather than go to the whole thing. Uh, first year people come along sometimes a day trip or a weekend. but um, And it's not for everyone, but there's a lot of different personalities, a lot of different age groups, a lot of different people all coming together. And it feels like a village. And um, for me, I think the fact that we have just a little bit of formal activity where everyone's together is helpful. Um, this year what we've been able to achieve is we, we, we were on the site um, – with most of the people, but we also for the first time did a bit of an experiment and booked some Airbnbs that were off-site and just that gave a few people who are introverts a chance to go and be by himself or with you know just a few people off-site for a little while as well. But um, on the whole, people really valued the opportunity to get to know people. So even introverts like, uh, at our church anyway, have liked getting to know people from other services hearing their stories but in in a manageable way in, mm. and some some conferences or camps you go on there's like back-to-back talks all day on a saturday and maybe one or two on a sunday and it can get quite tiring but for us just doing one a day is a really nice rhythm and uh we got that idea for that kind of a rhythm actually because we're anglicans we we um we well, what we've been told anyway is that the original 1662 prayer book was actually written to people who lived in villages. Uh, when you think about it, before the Industrial Revolution, which happened in the 1800s, most people on earth, probably 70% at least people on earth, lived in villages rather than in cities. And in villages, there was a different rhythm to life. And the early prayer book was written to the effect that on Sunday, for example, the whole community came together in the morning and in the evening evening for morning song and even song and so you kind of top and tail sunday the sabbath with going to church and i think as people got busier and busier particularly in cities and more modern societies we've lost that going to church two times and having the whole day off uh, in many contexts but interestingly when you look at the prayer book there's um, not only facility for people to go twice on a sunday but it seems to be, it'd be interesting if our listeners and viewers uh, have more information on this than me, but um, my understanding is that the prayer book's early intention was that everyone who was living in a village would actually go to church in the morning before they'd start their day. So there was actually uh, like a morning prayer uh, every day during the week as well. I mean, I, I remember thinking about that when I was at college and thinking, well, how good would it be to go to church in the morning and start your day with the Word of God and some prayers and sing together with the whole family, uh, Christian family, and then go off to do your jobs and that. Now, obviously, we don't have time to do that in our busy days that we have these days, but what um, what we do at Week Away is literally do meet together around the Word of God every morning, like the prayer book kind of intended. And there is a really interesting rhythm that gets built out of that. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we have introverts and extroverts uh, – most of, most people concentrate on, oh, there's a lot of people, do I like that or not? But one of the things I find quite exciting about Week Away is getting that rhythm of listening to the Word of God every morning, having a sing, having a pray, and then having a chance to talk with brothers and sisters for half an hour or so about the passage, mm. and then just hanging out. Yeah. So it actually is a lot like, I suppose, I like to imagine it would be, a lot like what it would have been like in a village to gather around the Word of God every day. I think you... Um pretty bang on with that because and and the reason i say that is because of the the way the kids hang out right and uh, it's funny like i have three children two of them are eight and six and one of them's almost two and 
literally the eight-year-old and the six-year-old, I did not see them for the majority <laughs> of the day because they're just hanging out with the other yeah, kids too. Yeah. And like, there's, there's, but there's also the very much a, a, an intergenerational aspect of the village life that you've talked about before, where I've seen many older kids look after my children and my children look after younger yeah, kids as yeah, well. And I think that's really, really lovely. But And then you have around the edges of all that lots of safe adults that have yeah. done safe ministry training that are yep. just keeping an eye out for the kids so they're <laughs> never unsupervised, but yeah. they've got a bit more freedom just to hang out and do stuff and yeah it's it, it it's it's fun yeah it's just funny that i think they also found it hard to come back into normal life where i was like please pick up you know the things on your floor they're like we didn't have to do that a week away <laughs> <Did> they? <laughs> yeah, yeah they were just like oh we're not we just they were used to not having to be told what to do all the right, time they right. actually really enjoyed that yeah, so yeah. maybe they need to pick up more stuff a week away too <laughs> yeah that, that could be true um you also said that um just the, i think the interesting piece that you said that People are surprised when we say that, you know, 200, 250 of us go away altogether. Um, why do you think that is? And also, is that part of the reason? You, the, you, there's a, there's a two-part question here. So what do you think that people uh, are surprised that we go away? And it's also that's why we don't have our normal gatherings across that weekend. Mm, yeah, so we do our gatherings away. So we still uh, have our gatherings, obviously, but we don't run our usual gatherings at church uh, in the city mm. we go outside the city down to Nara and uh yeah I think I think what we're trying to say is that there's at Soul Revival we we talk about the fact that we're in six different gatherings but uh four times a year we come together as one church so we do that at Easter time when we all go down to the river to do a outdoor Easter morning uh service we also do Friday night together at at Kirawee actually but Sunday morning we go down to the river and we have baptisms and we we have a lovely Easter service down on the river and then at week away we all go away together on holiday those people who want to do that and then we have a planning day in September that we invite the whole church to and then Christmas we have the whole church come together at Christmas time on Christmas morning so uh, and Christmas Eve so yeah I think it's really great rhythm actually that gives gives us an opportunity to be in our uh, smaller gatherings and then come together as one big church is good. Yeah, and I suppose that, that people are surprised when they just like, how do you get that many people to go away together? Yeah, but yeah. what's the what was your what would your answer be to that? Is well, that funnily enough, we don't try and advertise it. We advertise it in the sense that we say that it's on, but we just say, hey, week away's on. We're going away. If anyone wants to come, come. And literally, week away would work with twenty people, or it would work with two hundred and fifty people. So if only 20 people came, we'd still go away. And so there's not this, I think the congregation get the vibe that we don't need them to be there and we're not trying to talk them into doing something. And so there is a sense of freedom to come or not and opt in or opt out. Um, that's one thing I think. But yeah, I just think people get really excited. People who've gone to it get excited about it and then they tell other people how fun it is and how much they enjoy it. And people get interested because it's not just the pastors of the church that are trying to advertise it. It's actually the congregation that kind of advertises it to each other mostly. And that's not to say everybody likes it. There are some people that'll say, oh, I went away a week away and I didn't really talk to anyone. or Because you know, some people might not have a good experience or some people might go come home and go, oh, the accommodation wasn't great or the food wasn't great or, you know, it was just it was really hard being with so many people it was noisy or yeah different people have different impressions but on the whole most people who go really love it and 
actually quite interestingly really love it like not just enjoy it but really enjoy it and um i think it has something to do with that rhythm i was describing about gathering around god's word every day and god speaks to us every morning through his word and we we pray and we sing something it's so refreshing spiritually to go away and i I think a lot of people like i said focus on the relational but the spiritual aspect of coming together as god's people every day is for me my favorite part actually and it just sort of vibes the whole week like that so yeah we we open up um to week stays first and people like literally on the button on nine o'clock when it opens to register real quick because they get really excited it's amazing so yeah we don't ever it fills up within two weeks uh of opening and the second week we have the weekend stays and so it's very popular yeah yeah um (laughs) it's always been very popular in my household anyway well probably me uh my wife sometimes being an intro was sometimes a little bit less less excited than i am i just want to ask you about the beginnings of week away and kind of the thoughts around that yeah. you spoke about it a little bit more about how we went down to Jeringong and stuff did it from the first time that you you did it like what was the aim and then uh how did it grow from there do you like after the first one was it yeah we definitely need to do this next mm. time yeah we did uh theoretically i think i've shared before on the podcast that i'd started a phd in the early 90s trying to just think about church and why people weren't coming and one of the things that i'd looked at was particularly talking to my elders from Guy Anglican Church that it seems like I started this in the early 90s but it seems like over a 20 or 30 year period at that time church had been reducing down so there was a time at my home church at Guy Anglican Church where people would go to church twice on a Sunday still even though we live in a city in the 60s I mean that's a long time ago but when you think about it it's still within living memory for a lot of people uh, so in the 60s people go to church twice they would have regular fellowship teas where the church would all get together on a Saturday night quite regularly through the year to have supper together there was a church picnic that the church would do once a year where the whole church would come together and there was Christmas and Easter but there was also things like harvest festivals and all sorts of things that the church would celebrate but I think as people get busier the logic of the church growth movement was that we make church more professional and more accessible and more efficient and I think that meant that there was, I think there was a good intent behind that because they were trying to design church to be helpful to busy people. But my observation by, by the 1990s was that the more we reduced church down, the less people came. So church services became sort of tight one hour, uh, you go to church, but church attendances continued to decline and also people tended to not go to church every week. So we've gone from a situation where Christians would regularly go to church on a Sunday, twice on a Sunday, down to people would come once or twice a month and consider themselves to be regular at the church. And, you know, one of one of the big things was Sunday trading, sport on Sunday. I mean, they started opening the shops and people started working on Sunday. So there is a big, you know, change in the culture where that influenced church attendance too. But what we thought we'd do in the early 90s was be a bit countercultural in general and start spending more time with each other but not think of that as exclusively discipleship time so we'd gather more together as christians but we try and invite our non-christian friends and family to be a part of those gatherings so we started up the fellowship teas again and invited the whole church to come and we called them rello bashes <laughs> we started meeting with the youth leaders on saturday night for social hangouts and we call that solis and then we started thinking about 
you know, families have Christmas together. So instead of just having, you know, a Christmas party for your the leadership team at church where you might have some cut sandwiches and some cordial, you know, cups of tea to celebrate Christmas, we said, why don't we have like a full-on baked dinner and, and get our Bible studies to celebrate Christmas together with a baked dinner? And people used to really enjoy doing that. Um, even our leaders' meetings became more of another time to hang out. And what we found is the more time we started spending together, the more we enjoyed sitting under God's word because we'd open the Bible each time we'd get together. We'd have lots of social time together without alcohol. We really enjoyed that because the younger people could be with us in those contexts and so we built built stronger intergenerational relationships. So, for example, every Saturday night we'd hang out for hours on a Saturday night but not drink. And yet most of the world around us were only having social time with alcohol. So that was quite fun. But the more time we hung out, the more evangelism happened. So it was almost like as Christians got excited about going to church again, they were more excited to share their excitement with other people. And more people started checking out Jesus. We didn't only hang out in the church, we also hung out more outside the church. So uh, we did chip lunches at schools, we did all those sorts of things that meant that we could be Christian in those public spaces. Um, But then when it came to Week Away, it was a natural progression for us to think, hey, we do so much else together, why don't we all go on holidays together once a year? It was a really exciting, it felt very countercultural. it felt exciting, it felt a bit edgy, and it felt a bit, I know it sounds funny now, but it felt a bit like, wow, church is reducing down all the time to an hour, and people aren't even going on church camp anymore, and we're going away for a whole week. That sounds fun. Like, I don't know, there was something about it that, it wasn't like we were better than other expressions of Christianity or anything, but it was more a, about, we really love Jesus and we really love giving him more of our time. And sometimes that means if you do one thing, you can't do something else. Mm. And so obviously people, even today, uh, if if week away eats too much into their time, of their holiday time, they, they, they don't come. Or if they've got a really important week at work, they don't come. But for, for my family, what we've done for the last 25 years is every winter we go away with our church family as a holiday and then... Boxing Day after Christmas till the 1st of January, we go camping with anyone from church who wants to go. So there's been this rhythm in my family that we go on holidays together as the Crawshaw family um, for a few weeks a year, but then we also go away with our church family. So it's given, I think, my boys as they've grown up this rhythm of we're a family within this bigger church family and both are really important. Um, so when it came to the first couple of years of doing Week Away, we just found that it was something we kept wanting to do. And we, we built memories like you do on holidays. There were fun things that would happen, crazy things that would happen. Sometimes sad things would happen. Sometimes arguments. Sometimes people would be really upset with each other because they'd been in proximity for three days and <laughs> personalities that don't get on you know, were jarring. So, But all that created a really vibrant, uh, really strong community. What did... Um how did you decide how to do the talks? Was it just like you just like, well, we just pick a section of the Bible and just like I'm guessing that you probably didn't a lot of them. Well, to begin no, with? actually, like funnily enough, we thought this is an opportunity for us to get some speakers to come and speak to us who know mm. more than we do mm. because we were all young adults when we started. I was only in my early twenties; I hadn't been to Bible college, so we'd ask the assistant minister from church to speak or the the minister, the senior minister for church used to speak a lot. We'd get more college lecturers to come, mm. um, other lecturers from other Bible colleges. It was an opportunity to expose people to more 
preachers that knew a little bit more than the week-to-week preachers. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, to back that up with what you said, I've learned a lot of things. I remember there was one in particular um, where we had Peter Bolt come mm, and talk about did. spiritual warfare, and that was a very eye-opening for was me. It was great. But was I, a learned, great I learned a lot. Yeah, that. yeah. So that just a, one of the examples of that. Yeah, doing yeah. that. Um, my other question was going to ask, I've, I've, my experience is that week away is a real, you feel uh, a lot more integrated into the survival community when you come. Yeah. Is integrated the right word or is it, I just feel like you, you, be, you really start to understand what yeah. we're trying to do as survival. Yeah, I think it's wise of you to ask, is that the right word? <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think the, the, the theological reality is that we belong because of what Christ has done for us mm. and that uh, we have the Holy Spirit. So we are... Um, we belong because of what Jesus did on the cross. So he died on the cross, he rose from the dead, he reconciled us to God and reconciles us to each other. So we don't have to build community, we just yeah. we are just left to express community. Mm-hmm. So that's a really freeing way of seeing these kind of things because it's not like we rely on these community building events to bring people together. We are brothers and sisters in Christ yeah. uh, because of what Jesus has done. But Having said that, when we have spaces where people go to church for an hour, then have a cup of tea and talk about what they're doing for the rest of the day and then go, and there's not a lot of depth and length to those conversations, I think that that can mean that it takes longer for someone to get to know other people from a human point of view, like getting to know what people's interests are or where they work or what they do. Just building relationships. Yeah, just building relationships. So. We, we already have like extended time either side of the gathering if people want to enjoy that in a meal and in other things at church. But on the week away, you actually get to sit down and, you know, I, I saw a group of ladies um, knitting together and at the last week away, Peter Hayward came with Julie and Julie, uh, Peter's a bishop of Wollongong, and he was giving the talks and Julie was just sitting there knitting with some of the ladies and I actually went out to dinner last night with some other senior ministers and, and their wives um, for a dinner last night and we all got together and Julie Haywood came up to me and said, I've got a group of friends who are continuing to text me and we've started a little group, a knitting group from week away. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So the bishop's wife doesn't even come to our church every week, but she connected up with people and made friends at week away. So they're staying friends afterwards. And I think that was a great example of what happens at week away. You you have surprising encounters sometimes with mm. people and make new friends. It's yeah. really good. Well, I do feel like, I think you, that's a better way of saying it, but I do think it's it's a bit of a cultural centerpiece of how we, yeah, how we express that in church. And I think it's a cultural centerpiece too, Actually, um, one of the, our wardens, Leone, was talking to me about this the other day, Joel. She said, it actually takes effort to go to week away. Mm. So it's not a, con- it's, this is a really interesting insight, I think. It's not a consumer-driven thing. It's not like we say to people, you should come to week away because it's, I don't know. Um, I mean, it does help us grow as Christians. It is a good, fun experience. But there's a, there's a double edge to week away. There's a sense that it's fun for me and my family to go away and it's good for us to get connected with the church. But there's something about me being able to, you know, contribute to to the gospel and come and serve. And there are elements of it that are uncomfortable. So some of the accommodation is not what people are used to. It's maybe not as good as what some people can uh, afford. Um, it's not as salubrious as some no, other places. No, and, you know, different different people have different ideas of what a good holiday location is but some people who live in our area of Sydney you know are used to accommodations a bit better than what 
we go to. Some people are used to better food. Some people don't have quite the amount of you know variety. You mentioned quieter people. Sometimes there is a bit, a lot of people, and can get a bit loud. Mm. But equally, some some people who are extroverted sometimes even get tired. You know, being at week away too. But even though there's chances to, so so there's an element that you will find there's a bit of discomfort yeah. at week away, and there's something about that that I find really engaging that people will go away to serve and come away feeling like they've contributed to something that's bigger than themselves and actually made a difference in this world i know that sounds grand mm. but i think that's part of why week away is so successful that once you don't just go f- because it's something you would normally do you do something different for the kingdom and you're actually contributing to helping to build one another up in christ it's actually quite special yeah i hadn't thought about it in that way that's pretty cool because um and I wonder if that leads me to the next question is uh, we started at you know, Soul started as a youth community, but then now we do week away as a whole church. So yeah. I'm just wondering what's the differences between that? Cause I like the one thing that I think about is the, yeah. uh, the amount of camp fun, as we call it, used to go on the pranks that used to go on. That is obviously not a part of, yeah, of week yeah. away anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Early. Yeah. People used to play, <laughs> pranks on people there was there was a famous one where matt redman actually is one of the founding pastors he um <laughs> he got it when he was just a youth leader um years ago he got a doorbell and <laughs> and he put the doorbell somewhere in one of the boys rooms and and they couldn't find it it's like a, a wireless one wasn't yeah, it it was a wireless yeah. doorbell and he put it in the room and then he was in the next room and he just pressed it every now and again during the <laughs> ding <night>. dong <laughs> he, i think he put it in the bathroom somewhere i think it might and have been the roof vent or it something, might have yeah. might have been but anyway they came the next morning <laughs> apparently they put all these pillows in the general area of where they were here to try and muffle the sounds that was pretty funny so pretty harmless sometimes though I think sometimes people got a bit too carried away with that, and mm. we were even back in the day trying to pull that rain that in a yeah, bit. Yeah, we did. But as you, as we got bigger, there's continuity, and, and you know, a whole church there's continuity and discontinuity with what we used to do. We gather around God's word, we have a Bible study, we give people time to themselves every day so they can have a pray and a and a, a think, uh, you know, and meditate on God's word by themselves as well. Then there's a lot of free time, and we. We just put up on the board. We say to people, if you're going to Berry for coffee, put up on the board, go on to Berry, and if anyone wants to go, they can go too. Mm. Uh, or if you just want to go with your friends to go for a surf, go for a surf, but see if anyone wants to go. So the free time part is, I think, part of the the, the really special part of it. Uh, the dinners are really lovely, that time at night when we all come together. And lunchtime, those two times during the day we're all together, but the rest of the time there's a lot of spreading out and diversity. Uh, Sunday night we usually have something like a, you know, the an event like what did we we did do trivia the, the trivia you led the trivia really mm. well this year it was a lot of fun there's a lot of chaos and yeah. fun well there's like really a dance party sometimes we have a dance party we have a Christmas theme night on the the dinner because we can so we have Christmas <laughs> in July uh, on the baked dinner night and uh, you know so there's a bit of fun sort of with that there's a bit of dress up people wear those yeah. Christmas jumpers during the middle of the year have a bit of fun with that. But other than that, it's just this sense that it, there's a we have our identity in Christ and we have this wonderful expression in our local community and we really love that. Mm. And it's nice to be together a bit longer than just a few hours on a weekend mm. so that we can just really enjoy that for a week. Mm. I've got one more question before we wrap it up. Yeah, sure. How does, does that help identify things that you need to change within the church and is it 
does it help a lot with the weekly in terms of like we talk about the shockers all by seeing what's going on yeah. and, and adapting as a church? That's a really good point because there actually are often friction points that happen in the week away that highlight things that we we could possibly work on. Uh, one year we had this big debate amongst the community about whether we should be asking children to wear helmets when they rode on scooters. Some parents thought that it was up to each of the families to put that in place and some people thought the church needed to give a broader direction. So that brought up a whole heap of different expectations of what people expected from church. And while that conversation got a bit difficult at points with some of the people, it actually was really healthy because as a church we we worked out how to keep our children even safer. That was a really good example. Uh, I think I think it, it shows whether the week away can sometimes show if uh, some parts of the church have been a bit clicky and if people are not kind of getting to know more than just their immediate peer group at church. And that's a self-realisation often that people are like, yeah, kind of seeing everybody hanging out except we're just being together. And so, so that people have fed back to me that that's helped their group to have a conversation about how can we be more embracing of more people. Uh, I think also it's nice to see actually that intergenerational ministry works and I think the main thing is it's probably the greatest moment where you see people in their 70s having dinner with a young family and some teenagers and some young adults or some you know middle-aged people going surfing with some teenagers and maybe uh, an older person comes along to read a book you know you see these really cool different interactions and and it shows us that it's not just something that has to be forced to get generations to of christians to actually enjoy relationships with each other in appropriate ways so yeah for me i think it 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 is the most fun seeing that intergenerational context work Mm. quite well i think you i think that would be my observation as well it's a a lovely time to go away in my opinion and um yeah i think may we do it for many more years yeah i hope so so. um well that will wrap that up as a as a as an episode today Thank you very much for your time, yeah, thanks, Stu. Joel. If you are listening or watching on YouTube or listening on your favourite podcast app and you have any questions about how we do Week Away or how it works or all that kind of stuff, you can jump on the Discord server and ask your question on there. The link's in the show notes. You can email me at joel at shogglesorba.com.au. Uh, we're going to continue on. We're going to have more episodes coming up. Uh, we are focusing on a season coming up called Momentum in Ministry, or that's our working title at the moment, so that's going to be exciting. Um, Also, thank you very much to producer Dave, who always puts these podcasts together and is always working behind the scenes for us. Um, Having said that, we always like to finish with a one-way. Thank you, Stu. One-way. One-way.